Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan, the show where I, James Donald Forbes McCann, enact a series of plans, including making this podcast, in hopes of earning enough money to buy a boat. And at the moment, we we have just launched the most recent plan, which is my book of poems. Uh, Would that be your first book of poems, James? No. It's the second second book of poems that I've brought out. I brought out a book of poems last year, and I've brought out a new book of poems. This one is called My Monkey and I Have Something to Hide, Unpleasant Poems with Limited Appeal. And I have some really good news about that book. Can I t- I'm just going to tell you right now. It's a number one bestseller. Oh, yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Now, the caveat to the good news is it's actually very easy to become a bestseller if the category your book is uh, competing on the charts in is best-selling Australian poetry on Amazon. Um, so, yes, after the first three copies sold, I think, we went to number one. Who can say why more people in general aren't buying books of Australian poems? Is it because they're all terrible? They're mostly terrible. They are mostly very bad, possibly including my book of poems. But you know what? It doesn't matter if they're bad, because baby, they're selling like hotcakes. Everybody loves to buy hotcakes. Can't keep these hotcakes in stock. They're selling so fast like a book of my poems. We should change the aphorism. Man, these hotcakes sell faster than a book of my poems. So the book of poems is selling... What's the word? uh, ...well compared to other books of poems. But is it selling well compared to the stated goal of trying to raise enough money to buy a boat. Let's have a look at the numbers, shall we? As we begin this week's segment of Making It Rain. I understand that it has the potential to be a boring segment, me just talking about the money that's coming in off the plans. I'm bored thinking about it. I'm not an accountant, but the podcast is about me having enough money to buy a boat. So I feel I should at least keep you abreast of how the finances are kicking along, and I hope that the sound of rain in the background adds a little something. 
So according to my computer machine, uh, last year in the first month after the publication of my first book of poems, Marlon Brando, 9-11, beautiful poems that everybody will love, we sold about 38 copies. And uh, that was in the first calendar month of release. And what I'm seeing now for the new book of poems, My Monkey and I Have Something to Hide, we've sold also about 38 copies, and that's just within the first week, you see? So... I think, I mean, the first week is always a bit higher and then it comes down a little, but we should be on track. If current sales continue, I think we're going to sell maybe double, double the copies of the new book of poems to what we sold last year, which is a trend I note across all the plans year on year. We tend to have 100% growth, 100% more listeners, 100% more people on the YouTube, 100% more people on the mailing list, 100% more people buying the poems, 100% more money being brought in from the art auction. No matter what the endeavour, we're Dublin. 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 All I can think this week is Dublin. I thought, isn't that strange that on a year-long basis, I mean, give or take a little bit here and there, but no matter what I try, it's Dublin. Doesn't matter how hard I try, it's Dublin. Doesn't matter if I have a natural affinity for it or not. Dublin, year on year. Dublin. 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 And it's occurred to me, Dublin. maybe that's no accident. Dublin. Maybe it's no accident that everything goes Dublin. up by 100%, that everything's Dublin. Dublin. Maybe I am Dublin. being sent a sign Dublin. that the future of the Dublin. podcast and the future Dublin. of my activities must be Dublin. focused... On the Irish city of Dublin. All right, stop that. Stop. Stop. Thank you. All right, Dublin. The capital of the Republic of Ireland. My ancestral homeland, more or less. Dublin. Is it just a word that sounds like doubling? Or is it a sign? Is it a sign? Perhaps I've been looking in all the wrong places this whole time. And instead I should look to growing a fan base in Dublin, Ireland. Potentially. It's just a theory at this point. I I could be wrong. Could just be a coincidence. But I'm wondering if it's not. And if I am being summoned to do something for the people of Dublin. I've got two Dublin listeners, apparently. The stats would indicate that two people in Dublin download the podcast each week. Dear Dublin listeners, please get in touch. I'm on Instagram. You can find me there. You can find my email somewhere. Find me if you can. I've got to find an easy way for people to get in contact with me. Probably... Probably Instagram's the best way. And uh, let's see what we can do. I can't go to Dublin in the immediate future. I've got to pack up my family and go to America. But I think I have to do something for Dublin. I don't know what it is. This is not the first time I've attempted to involve myself in a foreign country. There were attempts to break into Canada, and I still will do that. And we continue to work on New Zealand as well. Pretty unsuccessfully. And Zimbabwe was 100% my fault. I really dropped the ball in Zimbabwe and I, I will make that right in the future. But at the moment, possibly Dublin. All right, so just some quick... We'll get back to the book of poems. We'll just sum up the book of poems and how that's doing. Um, I've made some notes here. Okay, so, uh, yes, last time we made about $300 in the first month for the book of poems, the opening month. This time, I think it's on track to reach $600. Thank you to everybody who's bought the book of poems. Also, thank you to everybody who's joined up to the Patreon where you can get the audiobook if you'd like to hear me reading all of the poems. That's over there on the Patreon. But uh, $600 opening month. Question, if every book I come out with doubles the amount of money it makes, how long until that's enough to buy a boat? I've done the maths for you. It'll be my 11th book. So the question then becomes, do I have to wait and have one book every year? Or can I speed that up? Could I do a book 
every month and then by the end of the year I have a boat? Is that possible? I tell you what's not possible, me writing a book every month. I don't have the I don't have that in me. I'm not Enid Blyton. I don't have time to crank it out at that sort of rate. But I definitely could have more than one book a year. I mean, I've already got the next book. I've got a book of essays ready to go. So that might come out in, in June, July next year. And then another book of poems later in the year. And then we're just hitting bang, bang, two books of poems every year. In about five years, there'll be enough money from the books alone to have a boat. Of course, by then there'll be all sorts of other inventive plans. Like this new brewery that I'm planning on setting up in Dublin, Ireland, where everyone will have beautiful, delicious stouts. And I'm going to go into battle with Guinness. And I'll start saying weird, nasty stuff about Guinness. Like, oh yeah, I guess it's a pretty good beer if you don't mind... uh Poison. Of course, I could never do that because that would go against one of the rules that I've set myself. Also, I love Guinness and I would never speak badly on Guinness and I don't want to compete with Guinness. I'd love to have Guinness as a sponsor, actually. I've been coming up with rules. Well, look at, I mean, looked at a certain way. We already have rules. The podcast and the, the goal of Bone Ownership operates on a series of rules at the moment, but I haven't formalized them. So for the hard launch next year, with um, you know, when all the current episodes go dark... And it's just a, it's a fresh, new look and sound and podcast to attract as many people as possible. See if we can increase the rate from Dublin to Triplin to Quadruplin to Quintuplin to Sextuplin. And then I think we, we call it at Sextuplin because that's the hottest multiplier of all. So at the moment, I'm working on a new episode zero for the podcast, an episode where people who tune in for the first time, hopefully when I go to America, there's this big new group of people who have never heard of me before and I want to make a good impression. So episode zero will just be sort of summing up what the podcast is rather than people listening to it and going, is this just a man complaining about his sinus problems and coughing off mic and talking to nobody and randomly spitting out numbers and making up fantastical economic projections? I mean, it's all of those things. But we're going to start hiding that from the general public. So I've, here we go. Here we, I'll tell you some of the rules. So the all rules right. I have are no parasitism. That's number one. I'm, I'm not going to have rent-seeking. I'm not going to have landlord-style behavior. I think work, it must be work. It must be labor. It must be something that is done. I'm not saying that I can't be involved in a project and supply capital, but I think rent, the rent-seeking is different from an investment. Um, I'm also not... I'm, I avoid scandal where possible. There's no defrauding of people. And also that I want every enterprise to be upright and just. And the um, Catholic way of phrasing that, I guess, is that I will not partake of any project that I could not um, earnestly pray for. So things then have to be banned. So abhorrent advertising, we've banned that. Um, things like an OnlyFans would be very easy for me to set up an OnlyFans and show people my beautiful body. I think then we'd, we'd more than sextuple the income. Man, imagine that. Imagine people paying for my sweet flesh. Um, I'm playing the stock market. I'm not playing, I don't, I, I'm not going to take the money that I earn and put it into speculative um, stock marketing arrangements, even though that might be a really easy way. To go and get a bus. So those are currently the only rules that I have in place. I would like to find a way of making that sound more exciting and more like, you know, I don't want you people tune into the first episode of this boat buying podcast and it's just me dour saying, here are all the things I'm not going to do. So I have to try and find some way of letting people know what the podcast is and turning that into a vibrant, exciting 30 minute episode. And I, I don't have a clue. This is, it's very hard to, I'm finding, to build the, the mask, to build the facade by which I'm hiding. Um, because it's fundamentally a dishonest enterprise. 
It's a, it's a creative act. It's a thing that's made. It's art. It's artificial. That which is art is artifice. And um, that's something that I buck. I mean, people want, oh, I want art that's real and true. Ah, sort of. You want art that feels real and true to you. And that, that can be very artificial in the making. I mean, just me talking now, this is the comparatively unartificial version of me summing up those things. And it's much less compelling. It's just, I, I can tell. I could do it with lots of whiz-bangs and excitements. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. I'm working on thinking about how to, how to relaunch broad, how to catch that big audience. And I want to, by the way, I want to thank you. I just want to take this moment to thank all my day one fam. Indeed, my day negative one fam, as I'm having a day one in the future. You're here with me in the womb of the pre-podcast. <laughs> the pre-cast. Watch out, they can still get you pregnant. This is the pre-podcast. That's how I now envision it. These first 101 episodes. And we're about to emerge out into the world as a dynamic fighting machine to cut through. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just keep going the way that I'm going. But I'm really, I'm trying to put thought into you know, here's it. A, here's a problem I have. I look on my Instagram. And my Instagram audience is 75% men. And most people who use Instagram, I believe, are women. It's not like YouTube. Most people on YouTube are men. That's something that I've heard said. And indeed, on my YouTube, it's like 90%, 95% men. But on Instagram, it's like 75% men. And on Facebook, it's still mostly men. And if you're going to take money from people, I think you want to take money as best as you can from women. Because women... Even though they don't, you know, statistically earn as much, within the household, often they do dictate spending. So for a stand-up comedy show, most stand-up comedy tickets are purchased by women because the woman will say, hey, do you want to go and see a comedy show? And the man will go, yeah, all right. And the woman will go, we're going to this guy or this woman. But usually the women want to go and see a man because women are very sexist. So how do I get more women on board? And I don't think this sort of ex... uh, What's off the top of the head? Ex top of the head, t- contemporaneous, ex contemporaneously. Look at that, me extemporaneously not getting that word in real time. Is it extemporaneously? It doesn't matter. I don't care. Off the top of the head, women like something a little more professional, a little more put together. Men, and this is being in very general terms, men don't mind you having a little bit of slapdash, you know, oh, look at him struggle, look at him try something, look at him doing something new, you know, indie rock. Women are more hair metal than they are uh, shoegaze. And I know I'm speaking in some broad, broad brush strokes here. I'm painting the broads with a very broad brush stroke. But nevertheless, uh, something about what I'm doing is currently more exciting to men than women. I obviously want to keep the men on board, but get those women too. Now, there are a couple of things that I could do to pick up a... that I know I could do to pick up a female audience quite easily. And one of them would just be to talk about my family more. I could... Because I have a family. I'm a... Husband and father, and son, and a sister. And we're all someone's daughter, we're all someone's son. And I don't talk about my family on the podcast where I can, in part because my wife doesn't like to come on the show, she's a very shy woman, but also I just, I don't want to talk, my children are private. So while I, I labor under the need of taking care of my children and they're taking like a lot of time and money and difficulty in making the podcast, I, I don't then want to make the podcast about them my children are my own you don't have any right to them nobody does not even me (laughs) so that's one option another option would be to make the show about true crime ladies love true crime i don't know what ladies why you love true crime hey why is that ladies Ooh, 
You know what's just occurred to me? Oh, it's just occurred to me now. Well, this Dublin thing, and then this preoccupation I'm having with the ladies. Well, let's just, as a sandbox, hold on, hold on, stop that, stop the waves. I have to think. Okay, I'm going to try and get a big Dublin woman audience. That's how I'm going to, if, if money is going to be spent advertising, if content is going to be targeted at people, I'm going to start trying to get women in Dublin to be my fans. Men of Dublin, and perhaps the listeners we already have there in Dublin are men, I don't know. Um, happy to have you as fans as well, but really I'm going to target women in Dublin. Attention, women in Dublin. I'm going to target Dublin lasses. Or I don't know how that uh, pluralizes. Dublin lassies. <laughs> I believe that's both a dog and an Indian beverage. The lasses, lassies, lassies of Dublin. How am I going to target Dublin women? Maybe I could do a... I'm just spitballing here. Maybe I could do a true crime episode about Dublin. Hmm doesn't have anything to do with trying to buy a boat but it maybe i could maybe if there's if there was ever a crime that involved the ocean in dublin i don't know why ladies love true crime i don't know i mean i but they do i was having a big conversation with a woman friend of mine recently and she said do women really like true crime and there are a bunch of men around the table and we're like yeah and she said i mean but do any of you listen to true and we said no we never listen to true crime it doesn't do anything for us but ladies love true crime. All right. I'm going to see if there's been a some sort of maritime crime. <laughs> oh, I love it. The James Donald Forbes McCann maritime crime time. Old Lang Syne. We'll figure something out. I think that's Scottish. Yes. I'm going to find a maritime crime. So it ties in with the water thing. Ties in with the boat thing. There's no point in going and getting all these Irish women and having them come aboard and being a part of the podcast and paying me and for the Patreon and listening to the ads and growing it all and then going, oh, and it's about a boat now. It's not about true crime. We've got to have something that we can, we can get them and they can be interested and they can become invested as well. Maritime crime, Dublin. So possibly a murder on the docks. I see it now. It's all so simple. I'll look up the most fascinating maritime uh, murder mystery in all of Dublin's history, I'm sure lots of people have been killed in Dublin over the years. And I'll do an episode on that for the James Donald Forbes began catamaran plan. And then I'll take that episode and I'll market that episode very heavily in Dublin. So not only is it about them, but they're getting access to it. And then potentially the floodgates will open and we'll have huge numbers of Dublin ladies. I don't know that I am having a... It feels a little... I'll tell you right now, I'll take you behind the mask for a second. I'm not, oh, oh, this, is a, this is a hard time. We're packing, I bought a, a storage container. We're taking all our things into storage. I've got to get rid of a bunch of books, um, which I'm finding very emotional. We don't know how long we're going to be in America for. It's going to be at least three months. If we, if we really hate it, I've, got, I've committed to working there for three months and we've got to get that done. If we like it, I'm, I'm allowed to work there for three years. So it's, it just feels very elastic at the moment. And I don't know how much of a goodbye... To say to Adelaide and my friends here, it's very emotional. And then, again, just packing up the house and getting rid of the stuff, figuring out what we can sell. I'm trying to get my sweet Volvo ready for sale. And it's just, it sucks. It really sucks. I've got all these books that I have to get rid of. Um, and I don't know how to make money off the books. I had this idea, but I don't know if I have the courage to commit to it. My thought was I would publicize that I was going to burn my books. That I've, I would say I've got whatever it is, a thousand books 
and uh, I will be burning them. I'll be doing a controlled fire safe fire of my many degenerate authored books and non-degenerate authors, but it's just, I would threaten, right? I would say the fire will be on 10 p.m. Saturday night and you can come, however, and ransom a book. You can pay a ransom fee for a book of like five, ten dollars and you get to take one of the books and then hopefully the imminent threat of destroying the books would be enough because obviously burning a book is a very ugly thing and people don't like that, that people would come and rescue the books. And in the process, not only would they get a lot of books, I'd get some money and I'd be able to use that money. Uh, in this case, in man, the visa's so expensive. The, everything costs so much money. This is not a... I've got to pay a lawyer, a whole big chunk of change. I would say this is a very financially stressful time for the family. Um, I'm going to be eating a lot of... Lentils. I, I've started, I mean, I, giving up drinking would be even cheaper, but I've turned to box wine. I'm drinking wine out of a box at the moment, just like I used to do in the old days, and uh, loving it. Honestly, after glass number six, you don't notice that it's really poor stuff. Oh, mama, mama mia, mama, mama mia, mama, mama. Excuse me, I have to go and have a panic attack. I love you, I miss you, I want you, I need you. Catamaran. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.